Welcome to the Fear Fiction Podcast. Fear Fic is the term for short horror fiction, mostly posted on the web. It includes any and all related subgenres. Join three assholes talking basement goo slime beast, inebriated interstellar traveler abysme, and irritable ghostly man whore dead palette as they read all stories horror and internet related, paragraph by paragraph, and bullshit while they do it. From adolescent revenge fantasies to subtle postmodern narratives about real-life events and everything in between, they read it and critique. You better believe it. Kick it to the cold open, white boy. Unit number one, bitches. Committed to it. Committed, committed to the Fleming Storage Unit Project, despite things. (laughs) Now, I, I did agree... Uh, Abysme, DP, I did agree to sit down with you and read Fleming Storage Unit number one, but I'm wondering if it would be at all possible to push this back to around October, possibly? Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. So that's two out of three, uh, democracy, majority rules. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, I guess we are, what are we reading today then? Um, we're reading, uh, the number one top rated no sleep story. Uh, I will never do that ever again. It was terrible and horrible and I, but I did it and now I wish I hadn't. And it was awful and there was a demon and my sister was a ghost. Part five of seven. <laughs> part five of seven. Yeah, we're starting with part five. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't matter. Yeah. None of that matters. That's right. All right. By the way, that's going to be an excellent season of Channel Zero. But anyway, as we're... <laughs> What are, what, Man, what, wonder how how trolly you could get and get an executive to buy it. <sighs> to buy get the someone, story. Get someone to buy up the pizza that eats you, and I'll I'll fucking watch that. Mm. Well, that that's a problem though, because that would actually be entertaining though. Yeah, no, they would you. try. They would play it straight. Mm. <laughs> we're that not, would ta- be good, we're not talking about. Oh yeah, we're not talking about like reanimator, <laughs> like reanimator, sh- like shoot the pizza that eats you. Like it's reanimator, and that would be amazing. Yeah. Shoot uh, channels, shoot, shoot the pizza that eats you like it's American Horror Story. Oof. You know what? You know what? The guys behind Frosted Mini Fears could probably do that. But, you know, um, they would sell a lot of merchandise though. They would sell a lot of like masks and costumes for the pizza faced clowns or whatever the hell they would come up with. I love, I love how, uh, Slime Beast is just like, no. No, Abysme, fuck your Segway. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your Segway. Kicks I'm having Abysme my own Segway. segway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna go and, uh, attempt that Segway again, I'll shut up. <laughs> I'll be no, no, no. Could do it's that. Fine. You know who could do that? The Frosted Many Fears guys. Yeah. But, so who, how who exactly does that segue into what we're, what we're doing? Cause, cause they broke the story that we're oh. reading tonight. And, and what are we <laughs> reading? <laughs> we are reading, uh, Fleming Storage Unit number one, Knight's Note. Knight's Note. And this is. So, so we should probably preface what the Fleming Storage Unit's words, uh, were, was, was, uh, was and is. Um, it is a project started by moi to collect realistic uh stories uh down to earth using um realist techniques if you want to know more about that view my video uh ashcan whore explained in under one minute um and it's it's a kind of scp type thing but on a smaller scale where we have 
132 storage units that are filled with all kinds of unspeakable horrors on accident by a pure coincidence by some uh, unknown force and people are called to reclaim their items from the store from their storage units and uh, a horror story must unfold along the way mm-hmm. and the formal judging on this was supposed to be for uh, winners and uh, things happened <laughs> and, then, and then there was one winner and that winner was Tata, but that was only judged through my portion of the stories. So we here are going to go through uh, these stories and judge them. Well, I hope that the winner enjoys their prize. Yeah, uh, I am at war with <laughs> the winner was Tata. She lives in Brazil. I sent her um, oh, yeah. art and the Brazilian government uh, is going to destroy my art. So I am at war with Brazil. Right. Brazil, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. To, yep. <laughs> He's going to power bomb all of Brazil. <laughs> He's just going to show up happen. at Carnival and just start elbow dropping people left and right. <laughs> Where's my fucking art? Where's my fucking art? Uh, so that happened. So you would say that, okay, so basically this is sort of like a project similar to the SCP Foundation, and you would say that you've had a lot of pride in this month, months-long project. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're dating this, because what this probably isn't coming out this month. What? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, so <laughs> Night's Note by Frosted Minifears. How, how are we starting this? Who's starting off? Who's popping off? We got DP. He's running the project. You, you popping off first? I suppose I am. All right. I'm, I'm DP, by the way. The person just talking is abyss me. Ah, damn. No. <laughs> just confuse the people. It's Slime Beast, and then, uh, the other one, also monotone, is abyss me. Ah, okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's what we should have called this podcast. We should have just called it the monotones. Ooh. Damn it. That's, that's oh, well. That's pretty good. Shit. Well. That can be our singing. Group. We can be like a barbershop quartet, but all doing the same voice. <laughs> now, now I'm all doing the same note. Yeah. Bum, 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 the bum, anti barbershop quartet. I love it. No, I'm imagining um, uh, my girl, and it starts off. I've got sunshine. <laughs> and we just cloudy all day. slowly chip it <laughs> on cloudy day. Can you feel the sunshine? Fleming Unit 1, Night's Note. Um, the unit was filled to the brim with old heirlooms of a long-lost tragedy. I write tragedies, not sins. Mm. And I chimed in with a haven't you ever heard of closing the goddamn unit. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, um, it's such a good song, though. Um, every piece belongs to my wife and daughter who were gone. I blame myself for the whole ordeal, Ashley's disappearance, the divorce, and perhaps most tragic of all, my wife's suicide. I thought about the old adage of good things come in threes and realized whomever pinned, had pinned that must have been a hopeless romantic. So is Ashley from Kansas? Yeah, so that's the first thing I want to note is the Frosted Mini Fears guys always love <laughs> placing a... Um, uh, Easter egg from other creepypasta in their mm-hmm. stories. And so the Ashley disappearance thing, uh, before this, they had the, um, 
uh, uh, cartridge, Pokemon, a uh, copy of Pokemon Blue, sealed copy of Pokemon Blue. That's the name of the story. Mm-hmm. And that had references to, um, where the bad kids go. So they, they like getting self-referential. So in this unit, we can expect to find a rake, uh, a slender suit, um, and a Jeff the Killer. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jeff. Hey, it's me. Hey, Jeff the Killer. Standing in the corner. Hey, how you doing? I'm Jeff the Killer. Hi. Hi. You just, you just slowly open the unit. Jeff the Killer is there, and he's like, you want penis enlargement pills? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so Abysme is next. Is that correct? Sure. Okay, cool. I moved the old boxes about. They were beaten. They were beaten in brown, with the names of my departed loved ones plastered on every face. One of Ashley's boxes toppled over and outspilled her dolls. Some of them were even sealed. A memento to the week she disappeared. It was the week before her birthday, December nineteenth. I had to choke back the tears as I realized how pathetic I'd become. Not only did I lose my family, but I bundled up all of their memories and placed them in a fucking storage unit. And I always get this wrong. Haber, Habra, Haver. 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 Farve. Fargo. Fargo. Unit in Haver, despite living in Billings, which was four hours away. I couldn't move on. Hmm. I like the, I like the imagery. Topple a box and have a bunch of dolls spilling out. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, uh, you know, I don't want to get too froofy, but you know, it's almost like, uh, feelings spilling out all of a sudden all at once. You know, all the uh, memories, you know. No, that's the thing is when you you're that sad and you're in grief, um, your mind will work in that fru fru way, you know. Yeah, and that it's clearly doing that for our author. Right. I mean, the some of them are still in packages, gifts ungiven. What formerly did belong to my wife, and what she didn't take in the divorce was mostly cheap IKEA furniture. Did they? Me- did he mention the divorce before? I don't think so. Yeah, in the first paragraph. Oh yeah, the divorce and po- perhaps most tragic. Yeah, it was outshined the, the by the suicide. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to. Have you ever heard that like one really short um, horror story written by Hemingway? Oh, uh, the children's shoes. Uh, yeah, what is that? Uh, for sale, baby's shoes never worn. Oh no, I think I'm thinking of a different one. Okay, I'm not. I wasn't about, sure who a, exactly was the a, author. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a man who's um who has a kid and uh-huh. he's forced to get married. And he's putting something up for sale. It's condoms never used. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, penis enlargement pills never used. Uh, <laughs> what she didn't take in the divorce was mostly cheap IKEA furniture. I sat on the couch to collect myself. Its green paisley micro velvet was soothing and repulsive. Hmm. It felt like heaven, yet could also induce a grand mal seizure. So it's a good feeling couch, but the color is horrible. Most of everything hmm, I guess. in the, hmm? I guess? I don't know. Most of everything in the unit belonged to my wife and daughter, save for that knight armor I had purchased Is from this, Redfair. Uh, <laughs> is this uh <laughs> We're all thinking the same thing, aren't we? <laughs> Frosted Minifear is your psychic. It was based <laughs> on an old design from the Renaissance, or so the eBay seller claimed. <laughs> I wanted to well that's that's that couldn't be the same because it's not. It wouldn't be from eBay. This is my knight's armor. It's perfect for grooming <laughs> underage girls, milady. <laughs> I, I wanted to pierce. I wanted to pierce of flare. Wait, I wanted to piece of flare. I, I guess it's. I, I wanted, wanted a piece of flare for yeah. the foyer. 
So mm-hmm. I purchased it as a sort of joke. In retrospect, oh, so this is like one of those standing suits of armor that you have for decoration. Yeah. Okay, it's not like a legitimate, legitimate beverage. In retrospect, it was probably a poor purchase since it now occupied storage space. Its isolation was symbolic of my own, one which I'd endured for a year now. I decided that if... <laughs> Say what now? No, there was no... There's no cat. You're imagining things. <coughs> Your lawyers are chiming in and tell you not to say that. <laughs> what are you referencing? Nothing. Uh, I decided that if I had to move stuff, I should probably just disassemble that armor first. As I approached it, I caught my reflection in its chrome visor. The image angered me enough to pull the helmet off, and as I did, a solitary piece of paper fell out from inside. Hmm. If it's chrome, then this probably isn't a very expensive replica. Right. Oh, shit, people. Are we going to get a note from a dead wife or child? I think that we're going to get a note from an actual medieval knight that says, (laughs) Beware ye who steal my armor, ye wife and child shall die. Put me back in the graveyard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sir Divorce a lot. Sir Divorce a lot. People bring um, the curse of divorce upon your household. <laughs> should you purchase him? Uh, uh, bright green construction paper, neatly folded into fourths. I gently pulled it apart, revealing a child's drawing with a message to me. It read, "Oof, I love you, Daddy. Look around the house for more <laughs> Let him let him say it in full. Let him say it clearly so that we can cut the audio out later and use it. Okay. Hmm? That's abysmal. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I love you, Daddy. Look around the house for more secret notes. There we go. Okay, somebody cut out I love you, Daddy. Uh, use it for a remix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, future Which will be whoever. me? Who else does remixes? <laughs> abysmal. When you're listening to this episode later... <laughs> Make a remix mocking yourself. Oh, abyss me. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm your baby cub, and you're my big bear. Uh. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. The drawing was of the tire swing in the backyard. A crude arrow pointed to the tire, like an X on a treasure map. Okay, so that's where the next note is. I'm thinking ahead. I'm a step ahead of this kid. Just coming here had been an emotional roller coaster, and it didn't help that the manager gave such short notice. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about that, DP? About the manager giving short notice? That's um, true. Yeah, so the manager of the storage units uh, is... Someone died in the storage units who was living in the storage units, which, is, which if you don't know, is illegal to do. Uh, and... Because of that, there was a police investigation, and because of a bunch of drama involved in the police station and possible shady side businesses of the owner of the Fleming storage units, um, they just decided that they had to shut down the storage units after investigating all of the storage units uh, to see if there was anyone else living or any other illegal activities happening. Um, They didn't find anything. However, uh, the storage units were shut down because that was what is best for everything, uh, for everyone involved. And everything else that doesn't get um, picked up is either put into police auction or trash. Hmm. So what you're saying is the police are shutting it down so that they can make money at auction. I got you. 
However, um, as, well, to a certain <laughs> degree, I mean, there, you're also that part of the story hasn't been been developed much because mm. I've been having a summer instead of writing. <laughs> Terrible. So, so what you're saying is John Taffer showed up and said, "This entire story's unit project's out of whack. Shut it down." <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just gonna demolish it and turn it into a bunch of bars. God damn it! A, a bar in each unit. Bar. <laughs> the Fleming storage units have an L-shaped bar. <laughs> However, it was only the tenth. I still had four days, so I felt that packing up could wait. The drive back to Billings was a long one. Uh, I guess should I take this, even though it's probably yeah, another paragraph? Go ahead. It hadn't become any easier. I couldn't shake the feeling that I would be greeted every time I'd turn the lock and open the front door. Even when knowing the truth, the emptiness of the house still chilled me. The backyard had overgrown. I had not had the mental energy to maintain myself, let alone an entire backyard. Oh, God, I think I know where this is going. Never mind. Buried in the backyard? Never mind. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> I'd let envy ensnare the picket fence and the cherry tree, and I left a retaining wall unfinished. It looked as if it had been abandoned. The tire hung by its rope, creaking at every branch, uh, breath of wind or subtle movement. I placed my hand within it, feeling the walls of the tire's interior. I mostly felt cobwebs, which I, which I hoped were vacant. Then, uh, finally, a familiar t- uh, touch of paper. It was damp and faded from being out all of la- all of last winter. I needed to be extra careful while handling it. I didn't want it to fall apart. These were the last things my daughter left to me, and I wanted to preserve them. I examined it. The tones were muted and the paper was stained. A happy child's drawing now transformed into a desaturated cryptic nightmare. The color of the paper was probably pink. The hues were hardly distinguishable from one another. But I was sure it was Ashley's room. It was a drawing of her playing with dolls on her bed, toy box on one side and dollhouse on the other, all of which were expressed in rough lines only a Crayola could have made. Mm. I like the language mm. um, yes. of this. This is very somber, uh, very touching. I think uh, this has what a lot of stories that have been read over the years lack, uh, which is attention to the right details mm-hmm. yes so that's one thing that I, I stress in my writing and we push for hash with hashtag ashcan kids is attention to certain mundane details but they have to be um pe- people end up wanting to talk about the wrong kind of mundane details which is like uh, th- they'll talk about like video games and um, focus on the wrong things and not know who their audience is. All of this is relatable, right. you know? And mm-hmm. it's worth noting that we don't know what the narrator looks like, what his daughter looked like, what his wife looked like, what the house looks like, but we know what the paper looks like because that's mm-hmm. the important and relatable detail. The daughter had bright red hair and... <laughs> And, and, and a she suit had, of armor. <laughs> and a suit of armor. <laughs> she wielded a mythical plus two axe. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I can't remember now if this is where did we where did we leave off here? Did we leave off is from out all last winter? Drawn on the page is where we are now. Okay, I got you. All right, so that's me. Drawn on the page, 
was another black arrow, which pointed downwards. What could that be? I thought to myself. After all was said and done, I'd cleared out most of everything that wasn't mine during my initial breakdown. Ashley's room was down the hall. I gripped the handle with hesitation. My fingers slipped as a fine coat of dust now covered the entire knob. As I opened the door, my memories were flooded with images. <laughs> he hasn't had sex in a while. If God isn't. damn it. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody. At, every so often we go by something where I'm like, oh, Brandon didn't make the joke about that. But I, mm. <laughs> this time it happened. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm, oh, man, I'm getting really attracted to this doorknob. Oh, oh I'll polish that doorknob. That's not consent, DP. Oh, man. Is anyone else feeling this way about those doorknob guys? Hey, now, DP, be careful. You know what they say about a doorknob that'll open for any key. Well, this one has chastity because it's covered in dust. True, true. Or it's just old. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, Maybe that's what he's into. I don't know. As I opened the door, my memories were flooded. It's It's a a dill. <laughs> door knob door I'd like to fuck. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, that filthy dilthy. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to read now. Good luck. As I opened the door, my memories were flooded with images of pastels and an overall warmth which was quickly broken by reality of the room. I guess by by the reality of the room? Hmm. Whatever. I'd forgotten that I tore down all of the wallpaper, which only worsened my guilt. Gray walls with a hardwood floor. The sky mirrored the room's interior with its overcast. Oof. I had no problem envisioning what the room had looked like previously. Walking around, I surmised that if the bed had been under the window pane, then the arrow would be pointing to the heating grate. Oh, I pulled on the grate and it lifted. The screws were not secure in the least. It took little effort to find what she had hit. It was a small pink box. Opening it revealed its contents. Eugh, contents. Jacks? Marbles and another note. And a Jeff the Killer. <laughs> okay, so this is okay. It's it's interesting because you see a lot of creepypastas that are are trying to deal with sorrow and sadness, <laughs> right. and negative emotions, and they don't get into that headspace. And I feel like this had to be written. You kind of have to force yourself to be depressed to write something like this. Like, you have to get into that headspace, because even though there's forward action in the story, it's written in a very listless way, like, Mm -hmm. directionless, like, this person has finally been given directions for what they can do with their life, how they can, they've not had the wherewithal to rebuild their life yet, after all of this has happened, and now they're getting something to do, and they're they're enthused about it, so they're writing about it, you know? Mm. I have a quick question, which is, has anybody ever done this as a kid or, you know, even with, like, friends or anything like that, left notes and, you know, go find this, go find that? No, actually. Hmm. So Abysme is the one who's had an irregular childhood. Okay, I gotcha. Maybe he's just not a 90s kid. (laughs) Yeah, 90s kids, remember. (laughs) Uh, This time the paper didn't have colorful illustrations. Instead, it looked like a well-worded letter, albeit one written by a child. You were saying? Uh, I was just going to say that uh, I actually had the reverse experience when I was a kid in that my mom would write notes for me to go around and find things. And sometimes there would be like, you know, uh, you know, finding like a gift at the end of it or something. But other times, you say that now, other times it would be a prank 
<laughs> like I would find the last note of the series and it would say, jokingly, mind you, uh, to, to now go look in the street, close your eyes and feel around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely serious. Absolutely serious. Uh, be like, damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Abysme now. Yes. Dear Daddy, I know you have to work all the time, but sometimes I get sad because Mommy gets me and oh, look in your office for the next clue. Here we go. Yep. Now we're getting, uh, the mother has committed suicide. We assume because of grief, but now we're getting a hint at something else. My wife did have the habit of drinking too much when I was at work for extended times. It was the bane of my existence as a man working at one of many one of the many nondescript law firms in Billings. Can you confirm this, Abysme? Um, what's a nondescript law firm? <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> you know how they usually have the names on the side? It, instead, it's just like, this guy, that guy, and the other guy, law firm. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, just says law firm. Yeah, That's law it. firm. Long no, did, other law firm. It doesn't even say that. It just says law. Law. <laughs> <laughs> Long hours, mandatory. Though I couldn't remember a single time she'd raised a hand to our child, which made the sentence all the more confusing. Well, I mean, she could be mean in other ways. Like, True. She could not let her play Pokemon on her... Uh, she could not let her console. child Pokemon go to the polls. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> Mom, you want a Pokemon go to the polls. I think that's a very um, typical way that a child especially like a really young child might phrase it mm. like it may they don't know how to put into words how they're being abused they just say mommy's mean and so i can i can understand that the way it's phrased they also sometimes don't even want to acknowledge it like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't um need to be sexual for a child to feel ashamed about the way that they're being abused right cuz cuz that that's that's something that just happens where children will feel guilty about something that they're not responsible for because they haven't learned what they should and shouldn't be guilty about. So like, um, you know, have you ever? <clears throat> I think a lot of people can relate to this. Have you ever like had a tummy ache when you're a kid and you feel like you're in trouble for it for some reason? Like just hmm. like nope. feeling sick in some way. Not really. I think that's just but... maybe I think... maybe. Um... <laughs> Maybe Ohio kids remember? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Chime in in the comments if, if you can relate to this, like feeling guilty about something that you shouldn't feel guilty about. Hey, what Everybody is up? Everybody say no to the stomach thing, so Brandon feels really weird about it. What well, is up, the... YouTube subscribers? Drop a like on this video. Don't forget to subscribe and, you know, leave a comment below if you've ever felt guilty about a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Tommy but... Egg Squad represent. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Egg Boys. <laughs> I think they should add. I think they should add a Tommy Egg emote to Fortnite. But yeah. Uh, um, no, there, there's th that's what happens in Silence No Secrets. No, though he he feels guilty and confused about having autism because they don't have a word for autism, and it's it's before that was a diagnosis, you know. Mm. Um, anyway, my office was always a mess. When I did work at the firm, I made everything look nice a tidy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice a tidy. It's a nice it's office. A oh my nice God, this is Mario. You should date my daughter. She is a nice and tidy. 
This is Mario. She has some really nice tidies. This is Mario. He's married Peach. Uh, she killed herself, and now she's buried under that tree in Mario Galaxy or whatever the hell it was on the hill. Well, I don't think by the time this comes out, I still think that Smash is far away from being released. So I'm sure the Waluigi not being in Smash meme is still being pushed. Hmm. Probably. <laughs> Ever since Waluigi went missing from Smash and my wife killed herself <laughs> over it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, the firm was a place of control, so my workspace reflected that fact. But the house was a different story. I could freely eat uh, or drink while finalizing paperwork, and unfortunately, my office showed it. Mm. Abysme, Papers. does a mustard stain uh, negate a legal document? On the document itself or on the lawyer presenting it to the court? Both. Let's say the lawyer has it and he wipes the document on his face in court before presenting it. <laughs> if the Damn stain is egregious enough, it will not be accepted for filing. If the stain is large enough on the shirt or jacket or whatever, um, you will be berated by the judge. Oof. Goddamn. Goddamn it, Johnson. <laughs> Why is everything you do covered in mustard? <laughs> If you draft one more motion during lunchtime, I swear to God. <laughs> it's not even drafted during lunchtime. He just has mustard on him at all times. He's just listening to the cross-examination, and he's just <laughs> squirting mustard into his mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Mrs. Wilson, <laughs> uh, I want you to think back to December 2nd. <laughs> oh, shit, mustard. He's, oh man! He's squirting mustard into his mouth while he's chewing gum. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know this is very hard for you to think about. Do you want some mustard to help? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say if he wants to get on the witness's good side, does he offer them some? But yeah, he, he approaches the judge <laughs> and puts his sleeves puts his sleeves down, and there's just mustard all over his sleeves, and he's just rubbing it all. <laughs> Casually across the judge's desk. Oh, God. Permission to approach the bench? No. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> you, All right. It's like, what What public defendant did you get? Oh, I got, <laughs> I got Mustard, Mustard Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> if, you'll, if you'll direct your attention to Exhibit A, which I believe is a baggie full of mustard. Oh, wait, it, it wasn't before the trial, but it is now uh, for some reason. Anyway. <laughs> People 13 is just a bag of fucking mustard. <laughs> uh, it, there's a uh, cup of mustard. There's like a little cup of mustard in evidence. And they're like, mustard, <laughs> what is it, mustard Johnson? Is that yours? And he's like, yeah, but what happened to the cup of sperm? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mistrial. I'm, I'm just imagining him in like the, the lobby area. And he puts a few quarters into the snack machine, opens up a bag of barbecue chips, and just starts pouring mustard into it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love this character. What is, what is this? Why is this? Can we get some, can we get some fan art of Mustard Johnson, attorney at law? Public, well, he's, he's a public defender. Oh, God. He's, he's, he's a court appointed judge. He court, the court, DA. Oh, yeah, God. court appointed. Uh, lawyer. I have to ask you guys a question, and I know I'm going to regret the answer. What shade of yellow is his suit? Uh, <laughs> no, he, I think it's, he just I think it's a... white. To simplify oh, the okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my okay. god. Uh, 
What if somebody papers said to him, "Stacked upon stacks oh. of papers, <laughs> piled on desks, chairs, and bookshelves, veritable oh, skyscrapers of mustard, glued together with mustard." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> veritable skyscrapers of printer paper, eight by eleven, measured by the feet. Who knows how many ink cartridges were wasted in the pursuit of false suits and needless divorces? He's Ashley just had trying not to given... refill his ink cartridges. Blow <laughs> <laughs> <low> on yellow, <laughs> lying around. Oh man! <laughs> what they oh. say you should fill your own cartridges at home. It saves money. He doesn't have any staplers. He just kind of like goops the corners together <laughs> with mustard. Oh, man. Ashley had not given me a single clue to go on, so this made for a good time as to any clean up, as as any to clean up my space, perhaps make room for that hideous green couch. Now, maybe I, that's this, why this the couch is, is hideous note, green. Probably. Because <laughs> it's just rotted mustard. <laughs> this no, is what, just a note. He gets Players hot typically dogs. don't take their work home with them, at least not like actual papers very often. So it's kind of weird that he's hoarding them at home. Well, he's got to have something to wipe his face. <laughs> but I'm picturing this green couch as this. He keeps ordering hot dogs with mustard and relish, but he doesn't want the relish, so he just kind of scrapes it off. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is me now, right? Hours passed, yes. and before I knew it, I'd compiled at least 12 black bags of shredded legal documents. Really? You're just going to shred that shit? And I'd been fairly thorough about looking at every piece of paper for another clue left by my late daughter. I found nothing. I laid down in the center of the room. The shag carpet was as comfy as any bed. I closed my eyes as the day had just been too exhausting and took a nap. Hmm. What What about a <laughs> district attorney called Shredded Cheese Hardwick? <laughs> He's, just... He's eating shredded cheese, but it's like tobacco, like chewing tobacco. Just puts it in his cheek, you know. Just puts it well, in his well, gut. Well, if Mustard Johnson is the DA, then that has to be... Uh... Um, like a prosecutor who's his rival. That's shredded, yeah, shredded, yeah. Pro- pros- yeah. Prosecutor, <laughs> shredded cheese, Hardwick. <laughs> oh God, what the fuck is this anymore? <laughs> oh God. Um, but that is a genuine criticism of. So they don't they don't actually take papers home very often. Not really, because. Um, there's always, like, the issue of, am I going to lose this? Is this important? Maybe they'll take home, like, something they got in the mail, and they'll, like, there's a motion that just came in, and they have to read it, and they'll do that. But you would never amass stacks and stacks and stacks of papers. And would you, you wouldn't just be able to shred them, would you? Oh, no. Like, unless it's, like, his firm, which it clearly isn't. He's working for other people. Mm. Um, you, you would not, you, you rarely shred things unless it's clearly like a draft you don't need or a mistake or something. You file things away. It, so it may be intended that they're like his personal notes, but maybe, I, you know it says shredded legal documents and oh, that's true. Lawyers' yeah. notes are attorney work product. They are protected. They mm-hmm. are important. But again, you wouldn't just have stacks of it typically. That's this is very kind of weird. But I mean, that's a note that not many people would know. So it's well, that, not a no, that's a, that's a very important thing, though, because that's who we're writing. We're writing True. a lawyer, and so that's important. I think that um, it, it would be very and, much and okay. That's that's the benefit of running this contest and being these this project and being this community mm. is we know the people who wrote the story, so we can tell them that that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it would be very easily quote-unquote, saved by having it be something like, uh, I didn't fucking care anymore. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. sure. I, I kept sure. shit. I'm shredding it. You know, I hate my job. I hate the people I work for. Fuck them. I don't care about their papers, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Dead child will put things in perspective. Yeah. <laughs> if they, if they want, if they wanted the papers, they would ask me where they were. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, if they wanted to know where the dead bodies were, they would have asked. Yeah, they exactly. asked many times, what are you talking about, <laughs> Cannibal Jones? Well, you never said please. <laughs> Cannibal Jones is the recurring villain in our legal drama. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard like Johnson, the, <laughs> Cannibal I like, Jones. I like the idea that uh, Shredded Cheese Hardwick uh, is a prosecutor because he, he doesn't want to work for the private sector because he's not firm. Everything he does is is soft and shredded. Oh, God damn it! I dreamed of the times when I was still happy, the time I still had a family. Memories that drifted in and out of my dreams were painful reminders that even while I slept, I couldn't get rid of the guilt. I could feel myself grind my teeth. No. No what? I could feel grid myself my grid my teeth. Grid my teeth. <laughs> Just Dr. because we Dr. like Dr. you, Frosted Mini Fears, just because we like you doesn't mean we're not going to make fun of <laughs> Uh Then suddenly I found myself in the office. It was some past memory of a late night, like many I'd faced before. I watched myself agonized. I watched myself agonized over some document, which at the time was probably the most important thing in the world. The door creaked open and in walked Ashley holding her bear. Just a... I, I misread that for a second and thought it was <laughs> holding a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you always fucking working. Of your gross, daddy. Uh, she, she, she's just holding <laughs> an IPA. <laughs> oh man, uh, do you want me to take a couple of these or just the one? Eh, yeah, take three. Do whatever. What are you doing up so late, honey? I asked. I couldn't sleep. Mom was talking too loud on the phone, she replied. So now Mom's on the phone. Is that a clue to something? Maybe. I remember this. It had happened more than once, and it always ended with Ashley waking up and coming downstairs to bother me. Alright, that's that's all I'll take. So the, the mother drinks, she's mean, uh, she's on the phone all the time. All oh. things I hate. Yeah, all, all biblical sins, I should point out. <laughs> Man, if I if I was like... God, and I wrote those, like, whole Ten Commandments thing, talking in the movie theater, forbidden. Like, yeah, yeah don't do that shit. Um, what are you writing? She asked. Oh, it's just some of Daddy's work. I'm just about to finish. I only, I'd only look away for a moment, and that's all it took. She was pulling out the bottom drawer of my filing cabinet, simply out of boredom. So, he's a divorce lawyer. Is he writing his own divorce papers right now? Hmm. Hmm. That could be. Just, just a thought. Better just question, thought. is the bottom drawer of his cabinet full of mustard? <laughs> Are we saying that he is Mustard Johnson? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he, that's the plot he, twist. We'll see He at blacks the out and becomes Mustard Johnson, public <laughs> defender. Uh, Sweetie. She began to open the folders and shuffle the documents inside. I stood up from the desk and grabbed her. She squealed with excitement and I, as I lifted her into the air. Are you helping me? I asked. Yes. Oh, well, you're a very good helper, but I'd prefer you not play with Daddy's papers, especially the filing cabinet. You mixed up Dijon and regular. Yeah. This is... Okay, so this thing where his daughter came in and shuffled the papers, that explains why 
That explains why two couples that had never even met before now have restraining orders against each other. <laughs> I'm not l- allowed within 50 feet of who? I don't... What? Okay. I don't I mean, live in Chicago. <laughs> okay. I woke on the floor. I had reached an epiphany while I slept. The cabinet. She was always trying to get in there. It was literally the only thing in the room which was organized. I slid open the bottom drawer and flipped through the many folders. Then I found it. One of the folders was tagged with the name Ashley. Hmm. Ashley Madison. Ashley. <laughs> it's, there was a moment there where I had to remember where I heard that name before. <laughs> but now I'm going. <laughs> so now we know the origin story of Ashley Madison breaking up marriages. Oh, man. That all makes sense now. The daughter wasn't there all along. <laughs> it was just the owner of Ashley Madison <laughs> talking to him, saying, it's okay, you can do it. That's why they had a beer. Your wife isn't into mustard play. God damn <laughs> you it. gotta be a free Asian. Uh, Opening it, I found many crude drawings of the home, illustrations of me driving to work, Ashley at school, and many pictures of my ex-wife. Pictures of her drinking and talking on the phone. Rendered in dark, clashing colors. Clearly, my wife's proclivity. Oh well, proclivities. Holy shit! Damn. Proclamations. I know that word, and I couldn't read it. My wow. wife's proclamations. <laughs> my wife's proclamations. Clearly, my wife was a fan of the Proclaimers and their song "500 Miles." Ugh. <laughs> uh, my wife's proclivity. Wow. Proclivities. <laughs> Okay, I have to ask something. Are we this. inventing another meme here? Are we Im- inventing the proglodytes? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Third try here. <laughs> Proclivities All right. for late night drinking must have been something she detested. <sighs> I flipped through the pages until I reached the end. Reached. It read, Mommy has been so mean to me lately, so I hid her phone so she can't talk to her friends anymore. The drawing revealed its location, so I don't think I I don't think I did uh, guess where this was going. Me neither. I, I'll let you guys know what I thought at the end if you give a shit. But yeah. Okay, I'll be back in just a second. What the? All right, so DP has gone to talk on the phone and drink. <laughs> uh, Abysme, anything you want to say about DP that you don't want him to know about what you think about him? No, I'm I'm, I'm just thinking about Mustard Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all thinking about Mustard Johnson right about now. The uh, stupidest fucking thing I've come up with in a long time. God damn it. <laughs> well, I, I like the idea. Right. I like the idea of there being like a judge ketchup who is not at all ketchup themed, doesn't even like ketchup, and just is constantly vexed by the fact that this guy is always in the court. Like, no, I don't want to. I'm not related to this guy. Stop, <laughs> stop assigning me cases with him. No. Can we have a uh, bailiff relish as bailiff well? Bailiff relish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have. Stenographer nacho cheese. But yeah. Oh. Oh man. You're right. Uh, who was on the phone? Uh, who was phone? Uh, new desk. Who phone? <laughs> um. The, the trolley revealed its location. The garage was another place which lost its meaning after the tragedy. I no longer needed to repair things or do any sort of maintenance now. Just as the note expressed, the last hidden item was in my tool cabinet. Hmm. The phone had been separated from its battery, no doubt, to help keep it hidden. Okay. I like that. Yeah. We have a reason like the battery that. was removed to to yeah, help fit good. it into where it was hidden. So, yeah. 
Inside, I set the phone down to charge. I wanted to see what, if any, photos of my daughter could be salvaged. After a minute or so, the screen blipped to life. Immediately, notifications began to pop up on the screen. All right, now how do we want to take this with the uh, back-and-forth messages? Just in the same just in the same order, each read one, maybe? Or could um, two of us go back and forth? Yeah, let's, let's, let's slime and me do it. Okay. Yep. Steve, December 20th at 11.45. It's fine, I understand. Oh, wait, there's all, these are all basically from Steve, except for two that you would read. Um, yeah, Steve, I'm trying to... Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Steve, December 20th at 23... At 10.23. Yo, you around? Steve, December 16th at 3 o'clock. Forget it. I'll find something else to do. Steve, December 20... December 16th at 9.43. Tomorrow? Steve, these are in reverse order, just for people who haven't caught on yet. Steve, December 16th at 9.43. Want to meet up at the usual spot, Tomato? Oh my god! Tomato! Catch up, it all makes sense. Jesus. Holy shit. Code language. Ashley Madison. Condiments. Condoms. Oh my god. Condominiums. Steve, December 14th. Pizza. (laughs) Pizza. Gate. (laughs) Fucking Steve, December 14th. At 8 o'clock. I know it's been a, it's been a day's weeks. I know it's been a day's weeks, but I'm still interested. A few weeks, I guess. Now this is DP. Me. Yo. December 12th, uh, 9.25. I can't have... Mm, I can't I have things I need to do. It's my kid's fucking birthday. Steve, December 12th at 9.05. And why can't you? Me. Uh, deck 12, 9. I'm busy today. Steve, December 12th, 8.45 or 8.55. Want to meet today? So that conversation, since it's backwards, I would just say for anybody who's listening to this, the conversation is, want to meet today? I'm busy today. And why can't you? I have things I need to do. It's my kid's fucking birthday. I know it's been a long week, but I'm still interested, or a few weeks. I want to meet up at the usual spot, or want to meet up at the usual spot, tomato, tomorrow? And then he says, forget about it, I'll find something else to do. Yo, you round? It's fine, I understand. Alright, I just, I know that's... Probably unnecessary, but I just wanted to do that. No, it's good. I'll read this next part. Sure. I scrolled through the phone. Messages from assorted uh, assortments of men from over the entire year. A Tinder profile which had one hundred fo- of which had hundreds of followers, and an Instagram set to private. This journey had been a horrible one. This was why she was always on the phone late at night. This is why she drank all the time. This is why Ashley Madison hit her phone. This is why. <laughs> you might, you may want to finish that I, since it's part of that sentence, I guess. Yeah, yeah, do it. She disappeared. This bum, is why she bum. disappeared. Doom, 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 doom. My wife had gotten rid of the thing. <laughs> my, wife. my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my murderous <laughs> suicidal wife. <laughs> Borat. <laughs> my wife. You kids remember Borat? 90s kids remember. My wife had gotten rid of the thing that threatened her lifestyle. I felt my anger came to a boil. I screamed! Exclamation point. Crabbing the chair in the kitchen, I smashed everything I could. I toppled the kitchen table and pulled the microwave from its housing. While in my manic state, Ashley's letters fell and splayed outward onto the floor. Mm. He keeps knocking over his daughter's stuff today. I, I gathered some composure and scooped the letters back into my pockets. There was nothing left to be done. 
The next morning I emailed Ian on what to do with the stuff in the unit. Who is Ian, Deepay? Uh, so he, the author fucked up because the email account, uh, is said to like the, I had to give it a name. And so I went with Ian Fleming. Uh-huh. Obviously, oh. <laughs> that's, yeah, there you go. Um, that is not the actual name of the person running the, uh, who, who is in charge of the I storage units. What is his named. actual name on the spot right now? Boom. It is Journey Hollowbuck. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, so. Hey, uh, Journey, uh, this is uh, Liam Mason of Unit 001. That's, I, I really just want to point out, this is another place he fucked up. It should be, this is Mustard Johnson. <laughs> yes. Public defender. You know what? Retcon, retcon, Mustard Mason works even better. <laughs> Mustard Mason. <laughs> Liam Mustard Mason. <laughs> um, I really don't need my stuff back. Just let the police auction it off. Thanks, uh, Liam. <laughs> oh my god, he's just storing a bunch of fucking mustard products in his, in his unit. Oh man. Uh, the horrific secret nature of my wife was also a little relieving. It meant I wasn't solely responsible for the tragedy of Ashley's death. I don't need to carry around that guilt anymore. I could move on. Alright. Credited to... Uh, let's see who this is. This is by cr- credit to Frosted My Fears. Yeah, that's the author. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Overall, I like that. It's very Ashcan. It's very, uh, if, you know, since I am the expert, of course, and I should have just left that up to DP to say that, but <laughs> it's, it, it, to me as an outsider, it seems very Ashcan in that it could all legitimately very real, you know, very truly happen. So I yes. like. I think one of my favorite part of the story is that the tone is very well executed and it's very consistent. It doesn't really verge off into other tones except at the end there when it just gets a little bit violent, but it's understandable. Right. Um, it, it really like kind of kept me engaged as much as we were joking about Mustard Johnson or Mustard Mason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really, I like this. I felt immersed. Good job. I think, well, okay, oh, th- there's, there's also the element of this is written after everything has happened. This isn't being written in, um, the moment. This is being written in past tense. Right. And because of that, having a consistent tone is extremely important for realism. Mm-hmm. Cause this person is coming away from the experience with a certain feeling. And for that feeling to change over the course of writing it, wouldn't make a whole lot of sense unless there was some sort of explanation for that. And so, yeah, again, that consistent tone is important. That tone cannot be overstated how important it is. I was thinking about the, uh, like you mentioned, the violence at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the fact that even though the narrator uh, of this story says why the kid disappeared, you know, that would still be, of course, what he presumes happened and, We'd be free to presume, as I would prefer, you know, in my own head canon, uh, I, you know, it would be easy to think that someone whose phone has been hidden, uh, that's doing a lot of, uh, untoward things with it, um, would be very angry when it was hidden, and if the child wouldn't tell them where it was, might, you know, shake them or hit them or something, and cause, yeah. you know, the death inadvertently, too, you know, in a, in a fit of anger, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of an interesting thing because as you, as we've said, it's all very, very much something that could unfortunately, you know, actually happen, you know? Yep. 
th- this has happened somewhere in the yeah. world before. You know what I mean? Hell like, right. Hell yes. Um, and I would say that there's this element of me where it's just like, I would never have this happen to me. But then again, like this character is obviously telling us how distracted they are and how right. they didn't have their life in order. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I am respectful of my partner's privacy and everything, but like they're on their phone every night and you don't know what they're doing at all. Right. is weird. Like you're not curious. I'm saying, I'm saying our author deserved to be cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking for it. In other words, I guess I should, I should explain before when I was like, Oh, I thought, I think I know where this is going. Um, for better or worse, you know, probably for worse, I was thinking the minute he started getting directions from the child and, you know, saying that the child disappeared, uh, my thought from the beginning was that the last note he found was going to be something like, you know, I'm hiding in such and such, come find me. And, you know, that would be that he never saw the note and the kid was, you know, still stuck in whatever they went and hid in. And that's where they've been all that time. But... I'm yeah. happily I'm happily surprised that it didn't go with that because I think you know going for like a twist ending like that or something would be maybe a bit over the top. Whereas you know instead we're left with something very you know more realistic and everyday kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, like a lot of people who disappear, you do never find them, and you are left to wonder. They could be in any one of a million places, and you just don't know. Right. Which is nice about this because, we, like you said, we are all left with well. I think they're in the backyard, buried somewhere or something. <laughs> right. But it's it's not important that the mystery like wasn't completely solved. What's important is that he got closure out of this, albeit through kind of a tragic way. But yeah. Yes. Um. I don't know. It, it's it's making me a little bit contemplative about you know just disconnecting from people. It's like, well, that person is just gone now, and obviously this is taking it in the direction of children which is especially heinous because they are not full people yet they're not in control of their lives and so if you know daughter just disappears that is especially tragic Mm. yeah all right good story so we've we've started off on a depressing note (laughs) with our fleming storage unit stories um yeah now we have to go think about our lives and what's important well that's the thing too is, is a lot of yeah um, it's like whenever you read a story where a dog dies, then you have to like, oh, I've got to go pet my dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to go pet my cat. Gotta go pet uh, my kid. <laughs> 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 but not too hard. Cause then you'll, then the police come. That's true. Hey, take a seat, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta get my, uh, my, uh, night armor on and pet the kids. <laughs> I put on my night helmet and wizard robe. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of people took the challenge in the direction of cleaning out your closet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these stories are emotional and it's kind of amazing how many of them, um, from what I've read of the section that was assigned to me really did have a consistent, nice tone to them. And this is certainly echoing of that. This is the quality that you, should come to expect from these stories, which I'm pretty happy that people are, are writing this well in our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed that Frosted Many Fears has his YouTube channel linked in the uh, his there. profile. Um, it's it's uh, three dudes. Well, I mean, who the 
I don't think three dudes wrote this together. Maybe no, I, th- I think maybe. Chad wrote this. I think Chad wrote this. But um, you could check out Frosted Mini Fears on YouTube since they, you know, we're talking about them understanding. Uh, you know, they're great. They're they're absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, yes, they have some you, you really out of the park out. stories. All right, you should cool. absolutely check them out. They're uh, they're a really good channel. All right, so do we have any closing statements? Any any final words? Any closing arguments? If you uh, if you were looking for adequate and hilarious legal representation, look no further than public defender Mustard Johnson, <laughs> Mustard Mason. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, if you do that though, then you're just going to be calling Sober Dwarf Mustard all uh, all day. But I don't call Sober Dwarf Sober Dwarf. I, call, yeah, I don't call Sober Dwarf Mason. I call him Sober. <laughs> oh, that's true. What if you just started calling him Mustard for no reason, and he has no idea why until <laughs> this comes out? <laughs> This has been the Fear Fiction Podcast. Your hosts are Abysme, Dead Palette, and Slime Beast. Music by Abysme. Art by C.F. Comer. Voiceover by Atticus Jackson. Edited by Elias the Intern. Subscribe to Fear Fic on YouTube to stay up to date on new episodes. Mason Johnson was your average run-of-the-mill lawyer. He had a loving wife and daughter, a beautiful ranch-style house in the suburbs, and a successful career as a divorce lawyer. Until one day, he was hired to defend a barbershop quartet singer from his ex-wife who was a Brazilian condiment witch. That's when she put a hex on him, and he wakes up in an alleyway to find out that being a high-powered lawyer isn't so easy when you're covered in mustard. Now Mason must live in a wacky parallel dimension where he's a low-level public defender, his wife is banging a bunch of huge cock dudes behind his back, and his daughter's been abducted by the aliens that orchestrated Pizzagate. Oh, and he just can't stop eating mustard. If he stops eating mustard, the condiment curse will take his soul down to the ethereal ketchup plane where he'll be forced to compete in a never-ending hot dog eating contest. But if Mason can solve 100 unsolved murder cases before the next full moon, he'll make it back to his own reality. Join us this summer for some insane antics. So catch up to your nearest movie theater so you can relish in the mustard seed comedy of the summer. Rob Schneider is Mustard Mason, rated PG. Hey guys, do you like Let's Play videos? Check out Tormental on YouTube at youtube.com slash Tormental. Want to hear somebody complain about a game for fucking 30 minutes? Want to watch a video with 10 other people? It's awesome. <laughs> come, come on down. Hey, our videos used to get like 500,000 views or, you know, at least somewhere in the double digit thousands. But now, surprise, they get 10 views a video. I don't know why. Maybe I said fuck too many times. Maybe I said something racially offensive. Maybe YouTube's algorithm is just a piece of shit that doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. Who can say? Maybe I'm shadow banned. Maybe I'm an alt-right... SJW feminazi meninist. I don't know. <laughs>